Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome back to the Overlap Live Fan Debate, brought to you by Skybet. It's really tight at the bottom. Let's talk about Everton. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start. You know, beating top of the league, Sean Dyche, new manager, new manager bounce. Yeah, I, to be honest, Baz know better than anyone that the fact that it feels like Everton have had that performance every season when a sort of a new manager comes in. It's all about always he's going to do something different. <coughs> and when I say different, that wasn't that. When you think of it, we all think of an Everton performance at Goodison Park. It was that. It was, you know, maybe the opposition have the ball. They don't look like they can score a goal. There's a lot of challenges going in. You're lifting the crowd. You're going direct. You score from a set piece. You hang on. And that feels like an Everton performance that you probably see three or four times a season. And the thing that people, people afterwards questioned, why didn't they do that for Lampard? But they did do that for Lampard last season in terms of, like, the, the Chelsea game towards the end of the season, maybe they did the Crystal Palace game where it was that sort of backs against the wall. And what Frank did, we were looking at it for Monday Night Football, but it was, Frank didn't want to play the way Sean Dyche did, does, you know, week in, week out. But Frank did that towards the end of last season because he knew he had to change to keep Everton up. So we did a lot of, you know, the analysis of it in terms of, you know, being more direct from the goalkeeper, using Goodison, a fortress, uh, making it typical for the opposition rather than trying to outplay the opposition. And I just feel this season he went back to see being how he wants to be as a manager, as you would expect. But Sean Dyche won't change and he will play what we, you'd call Everton type of football. And... You want to see young English managers do well. Obviously, you've had Frank and Stevie this season lose the jobs, but I do feel Sean Dyche is a Everton manager right now. But he has got those traits that I think you know the Everton support can sort of feel like it's just all about commitment, running. The running stats are off the scale. That's just that's the only way I think you're going to stay in the league, isn't it? As are you happy? Are you happy with Sean Dyche? Are you excited about this this opportunity that Everton have got? Excited. Probably not the right word. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not, but he's, he's a good manager, obviously. He's got experience, I think, Saturday. And you've been a little bit harsh on Saturday because Arsenal didn't have a... They had one shot, really, that yeah. looked like it might creep in. Everton could have been 3-0 up at half-time. But the other stuff, you're absolutely right. The crowd were engaged. We'd had nine attempts at goal in the first half. I think if you glued Frank's games together for about six weeks, we might have got to nine. So, you know, it, it is a case of... We don't like... Eight million passes between the centre backs as a fan base. Goodness, well, I, I don't speak for everyone, but I don't like it. It bores me. It absolutely bores me. We want to be involved in the game, and that's what he was able to get us involved. And it, it felt very much like a David Moyes type Everton performance at the weekend. No surprise we beat Arsenal. We beat you at home every year anyway. So Thanks for that. That's bad. Well, it's right, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I was in the away. Exactly. Play three, lost three, Goodison. But 
obviously they're such a good side, the best team in the land at the moment. We had to make sure everybody was compact. He played four five one. The core coming from, you know, having a bit of a dust up with Frank the other week. He got back in the side and was excellent. And and gets give everyone that little bit of hope that maybe, you know, one one win in fourteen games is what Frank's record was mirrored by Benitez last year. You lose your job with then stats and. <laughs> Just, 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 just a quick one, Gary. If, if you will, Frank be sat at home watching that performance, and and think, why 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 are you do this for me? Like all, I, I, he must have been stood there in, in the dressing room giving a speech. Then I know you got it in you. And every week they go out and they, they don't want to say let them down, but they, they wouldn't play to the, the the obviously the levels that they can. So he must have been sat there watching that, thinking. I, I, you, you do me like this. <laughs> we, we, to be fair, we talk about something. We talk about Steve when he, you know, Emily went in at Villa because they've obviously got a bounce as well. You do feel sorry for them, particularly lads that we've played with, and you think, oh, I wish they'd done well. I wish they'd kept the jobs. I wish they'd, obviously, to be fair, grown the potential of English coaches and managers in the league. So you do feel a little bit like that. But the problem is with these experienced coaches like Deitch and sort of Unai Emery, they've been around the block and they know what to do. And Frank and Stevie are going to have to get that experience through losing a couple of jobs, then getting back in and yeah. taking another job. And they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to really learn the hard way. And that's, to be fair, what these managers have been through. You know, Unai Emery has got a massive amount of experience, as has Deitch. He's worked on small budgets at, Everton, at Burnley and obviously achieved what he achieved. So I think that um, it's a, I hope they're looking at it and thinking, not that what you think. I hope they're thinking it and thinking, right, this is how I'm going to improve next time and get the best out of my players. Because the only way they're going to improve is get back in somewhere quickly. And they might have to go back in lower than they've ever expected and never thought they would have to go in back in. And that's, that's something they've got to get their heads around, I think. So no Leeds job? I don't think Leeds would. I mean, the three names I saw today, to be fair, linked with Leeds, they weren't, one, not one of them was Lampard or Gerrard. <laughs> I don't, that wouldn't be right for them at this moment in time. I don't think it wouldn't be right for Leeds either. Leeds need some experience. Connor, where's Connor? Who, who, do, you, who, do, you, who do you want as, as your gaffer? Because there's obviously thoughts of Bielsa coming back. You know, he was linked with the Everton job. There was, he had that interesting idea of taking the 21s. And, but it feels like there is a connection there. Is, is it all love lost and, and you want to go in a completely fresh direction? I think Marsh as a succession plan was the problem. I think we spoke about that last time. Going from that style of football that we had under Bielsa, then to a completely different style of football was the wrong move. You know, we had those players that were in you know, almost indoctrinated into the Bielsa way. We moved to a completely different, narrow, compact system, style of play. And it was too much and it's not worked. He's had a year in charge, two wins in 18. I mean, we spoke about it last time. I wasn't convinced. I don't think any Leeds fan has ever been convinced. The away crowd has turned on him two or three times and it needed to be done before the World Cup break. It wasn't. I think the recruitment director, Victor Orta, brought him in and he wanted to stay by him. But the 49ers who were going to take over Leeds in the summer turned round and said, no, this is enough now, this is enough. So, yeah, I think that transition needed to be a little bit more seamless. It wasn't, but I think we need to go back to a little bit of, of almost the Bielsa-isms. And I think those are the coaches linked at the minute. Ariola at Real Vallecano is doing a wonderful job, fifth at, in La Liga. And I think there's a lot of reports surrounding him at the minute. Carlos Corbran doing a brilliant job at, at West Brom, but I think the step up's going to be a little bit too much. But yeah, it's, it's a confusing one at the minute because what do you do? Leeds need to stay in the division, but we do, need a long-term project Do you think you should well. go back to that Bielsa style? I'm, I'm obviously thinking about the, you know, the lad at West Brom. You've just yeah. mentioned Carlos there. So, yeah. do you think, you, would you almost <clears throat> rather have Bielsa than have his assistant? <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, because I think Bielsa should have been sacked. I think it was that point. It was free-flowing football, but we had no control. Like we've spoken about it numerous times, but 
you can play that style of football with a little bit more control. You can't go back to Bielsa. You can't. No one would have told about his Bielsa's assistants now took a job and he's gone to uh, West Brom and he's the one who's heavily linked, isn't he? Right. Honestly, I thought Leeds were carnage at the end under bit. I thought honestly it was shocking. Awful. Awful. It really was. But but would that put you off as assistant or does he he play a different way at West Brom? He's a little bit more reserved, a little bit more controlled because you can play attacking, free-flowing football and be a little bit more controlled as well. It doesn't have to be flying fullbacks. Everybody flying foot. It was the man-to-man marking nature. Man-to-man marking. That was the that was the thing that looked awful. You know, I mean, I remember playing Man United twice, and it's you're going man for man against some of the best players in the world with the calibre of squad that Leeds have. It's just, it's never going to work. But you know, players, you know, managers do play different systems that that sort of, you know, are similar to Marcelo Bielsa, but don't go for that man for man system. And I think that's key. So yeah, I would like to transition into that, and I want, I want to enjoy watching football again. I'm sick of it. It's tripe at the minute, or it has been tripe. <laughs> it's terrible, um, and we need a bit of need a bit of good times, but playing this lot twice in a week isn't going to help. But <laughs> we, we spoke so much about recruitment. Right? Why, why do you think clubs do this where they know that they may get rid of a manager and yet they allow them to be so busy in mm. the transfer window and then the, the new manager obviously has had nothing to do with, with all of the inbound players and it's, it's, it's immediately a, a culture shock and, and it's a bad fit. Well, you think how Weston McKenney must be f- feeling now when well, he's, he's coming on the back of the coach, obviously being American, he's American international. It felt like a really good sign, and mm. then they're coming in from mm. Juventus, good pedigree, and then he, well, he didn't even play a game. He didn't, he, he didn't start he? He, yeah, came on against Forest. he was a yeah. sub. Yeah. And you can imagine how he's feeling now, but that's just. Yeah, I was looking at the bottom seven now. I think there's only West Ham who haven't changed the manager out of the bottom seven or eight clubs. Obviously, David Moyes done a great job the last few years, so you'd expect that, but it just shows the stakes, how high they are in terms of staying in the Premier League. It probably looks like Southampton are going to change again, you'd imagine, in the next well, we probably just, couple of weeks. Well, we were speaking about Bournemouth there and the amount we've spent as well. It's very unleased to spend that sort of money in January. Mm-hmm. So they're panicking. They are panicking. Bournemouth spending a ridiculous amount as well, like you've just both said. The stakes are so high, but why go out and back him to the extent that we have? In the January window, bringing Weston McKenney with three days to go, and you're sacking him. Like, mm. where's the plan there? So that's that's the worrying part, I think, from an ownership standpoint. Who'd have thought Everton would be setting the year? Uh, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> calm. Don't spend any money in January. Let's see what happens. <laughs> would, would you like to see Potchin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a yeah. good fit. A lot of young players. Yeah, you Bielsa decided. Potchin's not going to leave. No, no. he's not. He wouldn't have come to Everton. They just laugh. <laughs> Think of it, how high his stock, and that's nothing against Leeds, by the way, the yeah. position but, they're in. Yeah. Same with us, some of our fans before dates were Potatino or Tussle. You're like, what have you been smoking? I, <laughs> not I, I, guess, I guess with Leeds, it's always you always can get the Bielsa link, can't you? Oh, Pochettino, yeah, he's worked under him, that's a natural, yeah, but wow. I think it's that's a bit lazy to me. I cannot see Pochettino. I mean, too chill is being. Not with FFP. Too, as too, well. too sure oh, at Leeds might be, not, might be a step not, too far. A step too far, I think, but yeah. I want to give you the, the top. Well, I guess the, the bottom eight clubs, uh, 12th Palace, 24 <laughs> points, Forest on 24 as well, Leicester on 21, Wolves on 20, West Ham on 19, Leeds on 18, uh, and the bottom three, Everton 18, Bournemouth 17, and Southampton 15. Out of those, who are really in trouble? Would you, would you believe that all of those kind of bottom six, bottom seven are, are, are kind of banging trouble? Or, is it, or, or are some maybe in a better place to, to kind of creep out? Do you feel like some have the legs? Yeah, I mean, I, I I never say a team's going to go down. It's my sort of one of my golden rules. But I went to watch Southampton on Saturday against Brentford. Who was at the game? Um, that's a that's a they're going to have a lot to do. Like I, I thought they were in big trouble. Uh, Brentford are very good. We know what they do, but they were. Ne- I thought they were never in the game. I didn't see. I couldn't see what they were. You know, you see some teams at the bottom. And you think right, that's what they are. I couldn't see what they were. Um, 
I must admit, when I saw Forest, it's the first time I've seen Forest live in the game, the Carabao Cup game. We've got Forest fan, haven't we? Yeah. In the, in the Carabao Cup game a week last Wednesday. I actually thought that was the worst back five in that, <laughs> that night. The worst back five I'd seen all season live in terms of the performance that night. Now, I know you've had injuries and you've got people to come back and you're obviously better in other games, but I was worried about them that night. But I think that, you know, you've got enough points just to sort of mean that you're sort of not worrying too much at this moment in time. But at the moment, Bournemouth and Southampton are the two that look like they're massively in trouble. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was nice to hear Jamie say about the managers not, not moving on. You didn't include us into it because Steve Cooper's obviously going nowhere at the minute. Uh, the back five, obviously, we've we've moved it up again and, and recruited again, which we needed to do. So six, six more signings makes it thirty for the season. Yeah, but <laughs> thirty <laughs> new players. Yeah, the thing about that is, and the reputation. We, they we must have Man City's lose. <laughs> we, we needed to do that. We, we got promoted off the back of five lone players. You know, players retired. We we've got players like Cook who haven't made the twenty-five man squad now. Um, it had to be done. And it's like I loved it when we got promoted because all these Premier League clubs were saying, "Oh, it's great to have Forest back. It's fantastic." Then we started spending money and we beat West Ham at home, and that changed dramatically. I thought that's all you beat us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and talking about like relegation, to, we're only five points off Liverpool now, so I'm looking, <laughs> <laughs> looking down, and relegation it's just I feel like we're here now. I hope we're here to stay. Steve Cooper has done wonders, and when. You know, when we lost 4-0 to Leicester in October, I really thought that was it. And you look what our owners have done in Olympiacos and they change managers all the time. But obviously they saw something and we've seen it since he, since he took over that very first game. And it's just such a nice feeling being a Forest fan at the minute. Yeah. You know, Leeds fans saying it's, it's not very nice and we're not that far away from you, but we've got the confidence and we truly believe as a club, as the fan base, everyone that, that we're here and yeah. it's going to get even more exciting. I, I, I think with Forrest, you're talking about that Leicester game, I, I know Steve Cooper well, he used to be at Liverpool's academy, he used to coach my son at a young age, I've seen him sort of progress through the you know international scene as well. And I think for, you just kept him in a job, didn't you? I think the owner, it looked like he wanted to sack him on the back of that Leicester game. And I think it was the feeling of the, the Forrest fans, they've been out the Premier League so long, what he'd done in terms of turning that season around in the Championship, you were near the bottom got you up so I think it was actually fan power that's kept him in a job and now you've seen sort of the fruits of that but in terms of going to, I think Forrest will be okay you've got that buffer now I think six points six or seven points yeah. in the bottom three and the, the fans did a display for that as well yeah. like we, we actively made sure the owners knew how we felt mm. and Benitez was the name that we thought we were getting and he, he's not the, the kind of manager that's going to be <laughs> suited for us and so yeah it was such a relief and it's not just Cooper it's the backroom staff as well it seems Finally, I mean, 23 years I've been waiting to get in here. Finally, we feel like we're here and we're not spending the money that the cities are spending. We're doing it a little bit more clever, but we had to get that amount of players. I, I, we well, you just mentioned that we felt. I, I think Southampton and Bournemouth are, are going to go down. I think, I, I think if Everton hadn't changed manager, I think they'd have been in big trouble. But I think it'll be down to Everton and Leeds. I think it'll be a toss-up between the two. Tom, is, you think the, the new manager bounce has kind of derailed it? The trains have, I guess the, the wheels have come off the tracks right now? Yeah, just a bit. I think when I was on there before, um, I kind of said that I'd be surprised if Gary O'Neill got the job. Because I think, I can't speak on behalf of all Bournemouth fans, but we knew it was a bounce. And we knew we needed some experience. We haven't got that many experienced players on the pitch in terms of Premier League experience. And in the dugout, we've got a real lack of that. So I was, I was absolutely shocked that he got the job because he beat Everton. 
which at the time everyone was doing. Um, <laughs> still, still happy. Yeah. And then obviously, Colin Lee's fans saying how tripe you've been, by the way. Last 10 games, they've got five more points than us. Um, since he's got the job, we've scored one goal. Um, we haven't won a game. And yeah, it's pretty bad at the moment. We've splashed some cash as um, we've all been looting to the window. And we've, that's what's really confusing as a Bournemouth fan at the moment. We've got new owners who have spent over 50 million quid in January, which is mad for the size of Bournemouth. But we've given the Ferrari to a bloke that hasn't got a driving licence. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing against Gary Neal. Seems like a good bloke, seems like a decent coach. But he's never been a manager before, ever. And we're giving him 50 million and just saying, keep us in the Premier League. I, I can't get my head around it. And then we see at the weekend was a prime example. Sean Dyche goes to Everton who haven't signed anyone and they get three points and we lose again. So it's, it's disappointing. The only good thing is Southampton are still below us. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll be happy that you've said he's a good bloke. He seems like a good bloke. That's what I'm saying. Couldn't drive him, but he's a good bloke. <laughs> on a slightly happier note, what a win for you guys. Yeah, we've given our support to the Everton to this day, I suppose. <laughs> 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 I mean, Liverpool aren't what, aren't what you were, really. Um, but, no, yeah, we should have had another win against Liverpool recently if the, <coughs> the AR cameras were positioned in the, in the same place. And I'm going to need a few more wins against Liverpool before I forget that one. But, no, the bigger the bigger. Well, I think we're playing you about seven times this season. Got you again? Yeah, 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 we have. That's been announced today, yeah. Well, Forward to that one. Maybe, yeah, a few more. Um, but the big ones have been the wins, the recent wins against West Ham, Everton, sorry, those six-pointers. Um, and the next two are Southampton and Bournemouth. So if you two are experts, then I think it's another six points and we should be looking towards mid-table. But no, yeah, I've been really impressed. I think Lopetegui had been announced, but he hadn't managed a game when we last spoke. Yeah. And I don't think I quite appreciated the pull that he'd have for a team when we were down there. I mean, thinking about it, you've just signed Kaylor Navas, you're turning down Roma Starboys and you've signed a Juventus midfielder. So maybe I'm overestimating it, but we've signed Sarabia from PSG, Cunha from Atletico Madrid. Whether that's a Premier League thing, I don't know, but they've all said it's for the coach, it's for the coach. We've brought in a guy way above our level and hopefully we'll, we'll slowly catch him up over the next few years, but we've still got to deal with this season. The players, you know, if, if it's a club that maybe is, is, is struggling or is, is, you know is perennially mid-table, you know, <coughs> fourth from bottom, fifth from bottom, the players care that much about the manager. They say, I, yeah. I desperately want to play under this guy. The coach is the most important appointment in the, in the, in the club was at Brentford on Saturday and Thomas Frank's absolutely critical to them and Sarabi has gone there because of, because of the coach. I tried to sign Sir Abbey, I believe it, that one was in Valencia. Told you, Gary, it's the Mendes cycle. See, he said it was all about the coach, was it? I know him quite well. He was, uh, we tried to get him in the January. I, I went there in the December and we tried to get him in the January. Did he not like the manager? <laughs> <laughs> There's no pull then. No, no pull. Yeah, we ended the end, we got uh, Sherry Chef, you know, Dennis Sherry Chef, who was... Had a good uh, book up, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but we tried to get Sir Abbey, he's a good player. Nothing. I'm got, I'm got it, maybe you wouldn't be sat <laughs> here if you <laughs> football wasn't very good. I, I think the point on Wolves, what you're talking about the manager is, and it, it just tells us how, how big the Premier League is. There's only 20 jobs in there. You were talking yeah. before about experience. Wolves, who were, pro I think when he came in, you were your bottom of the league or second bottom. Yeah, definitely. It was, he's managed Spain, he's managed Real Madrid, he's won Europa Leagues with Seville. This is like a manager who's got so much experience, so much quality <clears throat> as well. So, Unai Emery comes into Aston Villa when they were sort of close to sort of the bottom. He, he's managed all over the world. So, these great managers would normally used to be maybe at the top end of the, the table in, in La Liga. They'll take any job in the Premier League because it's such a, you know, 
the facilities, the, the, the money on offer. The money's bigger mm, as well yeah. for them. But also the players they can bring in, what you're talking about, he wouldn't be able to do that if he was at Seville. It just shows the level now to be a manager in the Premier League, even managers near the bottom of the league are some of the best managers around in Europe because of the quality of the Premier League. And that just tells you all you need to know. That's the end of part two. Join us in part three where we talk about the top four. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.